0: everybody nick powell's publisher of 1851 franchise.com joined by brian johnson of dumpster dudes which any business that has the word dudes in it i'm already excited to talk about so brian i want to i want to frame our discussion in a different way and i'm going to use my own experience uh last summer i actually looked at a brand in your category uh and ended up saying no in the end uh, which it's always interesting to say no as a franchisee because then you're like blacklisted instantly for turning someone down Um, but i'm going to tell you the reasons why and then i think it actually opens up a good conversation on how you guys are different in these categories so and and frankly it was me advising someone else i said i would put put my money into into the business opportunity but they were going to operate it When it came down to it, there were three key things why the answer was no. One was we looked at supply chain, and there really wasn't one. That came out in franchisee validation where we said, okay, how are you actually going to get the tr- the trucks and, in their case, the the bins? Um, and the franchisee in validation stage said, look, I, it, it's going way slower than I expected. There was no connections and and that turned into one of the hurdles the other hurdle was just true support from the franchisor which as the last year has gone on i would say i've i've pressed that question more than ever before every brand comes out and says we support our franchisees but i wanted to see how do you really dive in there because in in a category you're in a category that could could really bring on any type of entrepreneurial mindset that has the right capital to buy in. And so there's there's less less like indicators like if you're opening up a restaurant, do you not know open up a restaurant? No, okay, you're not gonna fit in as a franchisee. So that that was one was the support and last thing um, that was ended up being the the deal killer was we asked three franchisees we said you pick them we didn't even select them. Would you do this again and there was hesitation and so i guide that in here i won't say the brand but there was a brand in the category that had these tell me how you guys are different in each of those three categories because i think it actually sets up a conversation in a nice way
1: yeah that's awesome um thanks for having us of course and excited to be here with you and um there's a lot to unpack there and um kind of it is a great conversation and i think it's at the core of everything you just rattled off the reason people lean into buying a franchise as opposed to trying to figure it out themselves but there's also a lot of hype that comes out of franchisors um with we're going to support you as you mentioned and we're going to do all these amazing things to differentiate um and that's why you should write us the check up front and it quickly can fade off with certain brands and certain franchisors that aren't doing it right and certainly um our business has been around seven years so uh, with dustin the founder starting this seven years ago um, it it really took him a few years to think about franchising and somewhere around 2018 when he got into the desire to franchise and sold a couple franchises but as of recent uh, i would say about a year and a half ago we took the franchising um, concept to a different level hired consultants really made sure we were going to be offering a genuine opportunity that we could support to go to market and check all the boxes you just referenced. So, um, you know, it's it's a little um, difficult for for me to um, kind of unwind this notion that every franchisor says this or does that, and um, it will, will, we won't pick on specific brands, but you know, in focusing on ourselves, I've had the the privilege with um, another business that I own to work heavily with franchisor franchisee relationship, ad fund dollars. Um, so I got to kind of decide when I joined the Dumpster Dudes franchise or side as a partner in the business, um, who I don't want to be uh, and who we do want to be. And so we're we're an emerging brand, even though it's been around seven years, we, we really look at this thing as if we launched 18 months ago, we're up to about 20 units. Actually, we signed two today. Um, I just found out that two actually franchise agreements came through, but we are at a sweet spot where we and uh, push pause on the sales effort and make sure that our 20 units are, um, and it's not that we won't take on new franchisees, but we just, the three partners um, and some of our corporate team members are going to kind of uh, dive into that. Let's make sure that, Everyone's feeling the love. We're promising support. We're going to deliver support and um, really check all those those important pieces of why they bought into Dumpster Dudes in the first place and not worry about getting to 100 units and then falling on our face and having a disgruntled group of franchisees that um, don't validate well when they, you know, when prospects like yourself or any anyone coming in is checking on a brand sees that they've um delivered on the promise that they they can anyone can pitch a good pitch but how is the the unit as a whole and, and what is the health of that um and so that's a, that's an overview of kind of kind of where you where you were if if you want to kind of rehash maybe the you know the first bullet point and i can kind of t- t- talk through each one of the ones that you yeah. mentioned but
0: well let me let me unpack a few things because i think yeah. it's it's deeply important especially for the segment that you're in again if we look at who the candidate is, uh, you have a wider spread candidate, and so there's there are brands in similarities in your space that chose to go heavy in the broker network. Right. What happened in the broker network is a broker or franchise consultant gets a candidate in who says, "I don't know what to buy. Here's how much money I have." Now, hopefully, the broker there's more good than bad, but majority probably don't swing this way. And they say, who pays me the most in commissions? And they say, Hey, Brian, you'd be perfect for a dumpster business. And what's happened is you take some of the brands that entered the category that would be a competitor brand, and it's very easy to sell. They could sell all day long because they plug into that category of very few people when they were in high school said, I want to own a dumpster business. So now you can sell this thing like hotcakes. And the thing that I want to unpack, and I think it's deeply important is you said, we're going to, we got to 20 and we're not saying that we're not growing anymore, but we understand if we don't make these 20 successful, it's going to impact us down the line. And I can, I can give you examples over and over and over again of brands that put on the accelerator, didn't have that pause moment didn't capitalize the business to support the franchisees franchisee validation shrunk because they weren't hitting the financial performance that they had expected and ultimately the the brand imploded and all these sold not open units never even got open and the franchisor missed an opportunity to actually build a great exit the other thing that I, i i heard from what you were just talking about is i when i joined the company i joined it as a partner and that means you've decided to put your money where your mouth is so what i would love as a follow-up question, we'll get back to breaking down what is the business opportunity, but tell me, what is your franchise story? How did you even fall into franchising?
1: Yeah. So, um, well, I actually bought a franchise in 2006, uh, was a money mailer franchise. That's how I got into direct mail marketing. And, um, they had about 300 units at the, at the time and, um, great corporate office, great, uh, group of franchisees. Um, and, um i had a good franchising experience i actually spun off and started a, another business and never had a bad taste about franchising um but in the the other business that i uh, spun off i is is called mail shark and we do direct mail for um all sorts of franchise brands across the country and so i've got exactly the story you told i've seen in 15 years of running and owning mail shark i've seen franchise companies go from 0 to 15 to 30 to 100 units and some do continue and do quite well, and some implode on themselves. Um, and so I've had the front row seat to a lot of that. And so it's as I got the opportunity, I knew Dustin and Aaron, my other two partners, Dustin being the founder, Aaron um, also owns a location, but is part of the franchise or partnership, um, they their high school friends, they were picking my brain about marketing and we all couldn't help ourselves but fall in love with the, the opportunity and the, the, um, all the skill sets we could all bring to the table. And that's when I decided to join the crusade 18 months ago and um, become a franchisor. I'm in a, I feel uh, that I'm in a sweet spot in my life to really um, look at each entrepreneur in each market. We don't need to sell um, to, for the money side. We don't need cash today. Um, And we can take our time prospect without the pressures of brokers uh, just throwing people at us because they have money and really try. I mean, nobody's perfect at this, but try to get the right fit in there. And I think I can be a great mentor to a lot of these entrepreneurs because I've had a lot of a franchise experience and be business experience with franchises as a a vendor, too. So bringing all that to the table um, excites me to take our time validate well um and although we i I mentioned we happen to sign two today it's not our uh mo to sign two a day it's you know if 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 we get one a month through the end of the year we would be thrilled with that type of growth
0: so a few few things off of that one uh it's probably a small world i wish i could go back and look at old email but i i was at the pr firm that worked with moneymailer in 2006 so long no, time ago we may fun. our past may have uh, crossed before sure uh, as well um well what, what's cool about that and I, I i love the stories of franchisee to franchisor because it's it's very easy for a franchisor to rule with an iron thumb or iron fist whatever the saying is uh but when you've come from being a franchisee you know what it feels like where your dollar is worth 90 cents and everybody else is worth 100 cents. And that's that's a big shift. And just you carrying that mindset in, especially from a sales process standpoint, is you're going to be able to relate to the franchisee. The other thing, obviously, having a marketing business, um, I, I tell this story far too often, but I, I think it's very relevant to part of the difference between those that succeed in franchising and those who don't. He's at a conference, uh, top three franchisees are on stage. Third one went from middle to bottom of the pack to number three in a year. And they said, well, how did you do it? And he said, I spent 10 cents of every dollar on marketing and I'm sitting next to a franchisee, I was not on stage and he elbows me aside. he goes, that guy's an idiot. I'm like, he's on stage, man, he's (laughs) number three. But it's the mindset of the franchisee that why do I spend on marketing and I should be able to open up the business. And therefore, for you to be able to say, Guys, this is what you have to build the buzz and awareness if you want to drive the revenue or the opportunity to gain a customer for life. And so, I think that's that's a very important of your background that cross applies. And I'll
1: share with you. And I'm not promoting this as the right solution, but I've um, currently we don't have an ad fund, and I know that um, can bite us later for other you know reasons that are obvious, which is basically in the local markets, franchisees are not spending the way we advise them to. Um, and we want to force them, which and that's the key word here, to do these things with these dollars. Um, and we are starting with heavy advisory uh, on do uh, this on the digital marketing side, do this on the traditional side, do this um, on the networking side in the local market, on the community goodwill side. And we've got a lot of great uh, follow this system uh, franchising 101, um, you know, do exactly as we say, but we're not, but they're your dollars and you're our partner. And I, I spent the last 10 days getting on a, a call like this, a Zoom call with every single franchise unit. Aaron and I both have a, a new SEO strategy that we want to present to them, the local SEO, Google my business profile. I, I won't get into the specifics here, but it was enough where we had to show screen shares and show their local market and show the strategy with its different software tools that we're presenting to them as to why they should do this. And not one of our franchise partners balked that that we left those calls all fired up, excited. And we, how do we get started and let's do this. And it's their dollars, it's their marketing spend, but. We're nurturing so hard in the beginning here with the, we have, um, three partners. And uh, Willie is our director of franchise development. And he, he's, you know, part of a lot of the different chases here to, to get the average sale of every unit to where we need it to be, and have them trust us and get on calls with them and continue to work hard to um, get them to spend properly. But where it may bite us later is, you know, of course, when you have 100 units, there may be 20. There's this theory of, you know, you can never have a 100 out of 100 perfect franchisees. So, you know, that by having ad funds, it's almost like that age old, you're creating rules because of the bad eggs in the bunch. Um, and that, when I see the hostile environment of uh, from a marketing perspective from franchisee to franchise or 90% of the time, it's over the ad spend. Um, and so we're, we're going to take it a month a year at a time. But it's it, right now it's a trust process with dumpster dudes. Franchisee, franchisor—they're telling us what they're seeing in the field. We're presenting what we think are tried and true uh, marketing strategies, and it's working. Uh, and they're listening. And um, that time, though, is what I think starts to to kill franchisors. Is when you have 300 units. That sounds great, Brian. You, you know, you, you got on a call with 18 people. Uh, what about when you have 300? And that's where, with each chapter, we're gonna know when to hire support people when to keep that level where it needs to be and we can't always be on a zoom call with every franchisee every week so see how that goes
0: yeah just a few quick comments on that one i don't think it's that franchisees don't want to spend i think it's that they don't know how to spend and so Mm -hmm. you coming to the table and saying look i i've done there i've been there done that um therefore listen to my recommendations here and we're going to do our best as a franchisor to limit the learnings and that's what we're doing with seo then automatically of course they should buy in because now you're saying here's the game plan i think most franchisors say here's an ad fund but they don't disclose the game plan yeah and therefore it feels like there's a lack of transparency and that creates some of the the frustration from from where i stand for what it's worth and we're going to get into the the why ui now just two areas of opportunity that that I see, not that you've asked for this, but one, I think your dumpsters end up being a tremendous billboard. And when I was looking at it, I was like, why aren't the dudes on there? And what is the billboard opportunity on there? So if I was looking for area of opportunity, I would say, you're, you're gonna keep, every time there's an orange can out there, like that's a billboard, and what's the story that that thing's telling? And I see the phone number bright and big, but I see tremendous opportunity there. The second thing, Everything you just said is so deeply valuable. When we've talked with franchisees at the beginning of last year, we took all the franchisees that we profiled because we're going to do PR or some sort of service for them. And we started asking them about their buyer journey. And we said, what tips you over in the end? And there's only two things, business opportunity and culture and everything you just said from a culture standpoint connects with me. Yet, if you go on your website, you're not you're not telling your culture story. And I think there's so there's such value in what you just said. That if you elevate up that message, then you can keep franchising as slow as you want, because now you've said, "Look at the culture of the dudes," and it's something like you've already have the branding elements. So you lift that up and lift up a YUY. Now that's something beyond by a franchise, and you have you're on the cusp of doing something fairly incredible. Even saying, "We got to 20. We're diving deep into supporting these. We're we're not turning this off, but we're going to be very selective to make sure that we're." invested in your success that's a message that most franchisors aren't coming out to market and i would i would recommend that you look at both the billboard on the consumer side and the the franchise positioning from a culture standpoint on on the business side
1: yeah thanks for both of that but those are they're both fresh on our minds um well the the billboard is um let's start with that is um definitely something that you know we we do fly the dumpster dudes uh clean orange on white the, the orange uh, is our, you know, our brand flag that we are, are proud of. And um, it's amazing to us that the competition in many cl- cases, not always, but has an old rusty bucket on the side of the road and um, throws something like affordable dumpsters on it. Right. Um, and the it's an interesting uh, brand identity uh, piece there with the two dudes themselves. Um, versus just the name uh, and you you know we just introduced online ordering to all of our franchisees Um, so the opportunity to not only drive a brand message but to also drive consumer convenience and instant identify orange you know someday hopefully when they see an orange dumpster they don't even have to think twice they just know dumpster dudes but um, right now the words dumpster dudes are equally as important in our mind as the two dudes as that becomes more brand prevalent so um, also, when you have uh, a founder who's had dumpsters over the last seven years, kind of evolve into the current brand. Um, it's it's every storefront's challenge to re graphic, re sign, and, and and rebrand. So we're taking those steps one at a time. But love when I joined this business as a marketer, I was thrilled by the opportunity to have the assets that you invest in be the billboard. I mean, you don't get that that often. I mean, yes, there's trucks and fleets, and um, but truly this service you're selling becomes your marketing. And when you get 150 dumpsters as you mature in the business and they're in every nook and cranny of your territory, um, it, it's never a turn off the advertising spend, but certainly some businesses never have to stop spending on client acquisition. And this one gets a little more palatable when it comes to um, ad spend to, to revenue percentages. So Uh, Massive opportunity. Totally agree on the the billboards that are out in the street, which is the dumpster itself. And um, as far as our story, I think you met Willie, who who handles most of our sales. Now, we decided from day one to spend and bring sales in-house and control the message. I agree with you. We could do a better job on our website telling the story. Um, We did create a franchise video. Of Dustin, Aaron, and I, um, telling our, a bit of our stories and why we're thrilled to be actively involved in the day to day, but continuing to tell that message and the 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 idea of outsourcing sales. And there's some great companies out there that do this, right? And, and there's great brokers, and um, but we really want to we we want to control the message. We want to control the. It's about the team first. It's about feeling like we want to all be partners, franchisee, franchisor, and we're renting dumpsters. At the end of the day, we're going to do that extremely well. That's not the the magic in franchising, in my opinion. It's the team that you build. I have 130 employees at Mail Shark. It's that team that has put us on the map and makes us fantastic as a company. Yeah, um, Mail Shark delivers all sorts of cool stuff. Dumpster Dudes delivers on the promise of a dumpster rental. we want franchisees that are living and breathing and excited about being on the team and so when they come in for discovery days it's mandatory we fly them in um we'll pay for them we'll have probably you know four or five six conversations with willie to make sure that they're checking all the boxes we want and they're doing the same on our on their side and then they come in a day in the life ride around in the truck make sure this all feels proper meet every team member go to lunch with Willie and I at the end, Dustin and Aaron are heavy in the fields during the day. Um, And typically when someone gets into the discovery day, um, it's 80% of them that are joining the team and we're, we're, they're not coming in unless we're, you know, feeling like they're a great fit for us. And the best part of that is they're all walks of life. I think you mentioned that early on is this, this model can attract so many different business minds. Um, This it's not a very heavy skill to learn how to pick up and drop a bin. Uh, It's more about just the right business savvy, the right amount of experience and the right gut feel of that person Mm -hmm. that fits the mold. And, and we've got uh, all shapes and sizes that are, are coming into us and it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I love,
0: I love all that. And you know, my, my message has always been brands don't sell brands. People do and the second backup to that is that the number one sales tool for a franchise is franchisees and so as you onboard these franchisees if it's me I add their stories to your franchise site, make them a part of the team that says, like, here's the family that you're joining. And the reality is you just need good dudes. Like a good yeah. dude in the community is going to do the right thing by the customer, is going to live the core values that you've set up as a business, and they're going to be a good steward of the of the brand. And I think I think you set that model up. Now all of a sudden, you're you're always going to be able to say yes or no to to candidates, and you're going to have a demand here that is that is uh, that is valuable, you know.
1: I, I love, that's a, that's who who we are and who we want to be, and um, it, the rest gets easier. Um, right. It, honestly, it, it, managing a culture and and building a a wave of people that want to follow and are excited to be there, and and ultimately it means they validate well, of course, but um, is everything to us. I mean, we've had in our young journey here, an opportunity, um, to sell a state for a million dollars, you know, to a, you know, a, a larger player that, you know, kind of wanted to run it to how they wanted to run it. And, mm-hmm. you know, with like, I'll, I just love your brand and I just want to take over the, you know, almost run it like, a uh, it's a different, uh, country and sometimes that makes a little more sense where there's a different culture, you know, but this is one of the um uh, nearby States. And we, we turned it down. And, uh, that was, that's hard when you're a startup and you could get, you know, a padded, padded bank account, right. <laughs> uh, but it's just not what we're looking for.
0: I think that's, that's the smart approach. Now, the, the question that I would love, and I, I think this is super valuable candidates out there, uh, could be a ghost prospect, meaning you don't, you don't have their name. What is the why you, now? What, what do you want them to know about this business for them to say, okay, I'm ready to fill out that form and reach out.
1: Yeah. And um, what's what's exciting to us is, and and actually, one of the reasons, and again, we like the broker network, but one of the reasons why we're not heavily relying or pushing ourselves into that world is we don't want this to be um, financially uh, difficult for the best people to, to, to get into. And you still have to have some boxes that get checked financially, but um you know some of the brokers have pressed us to raise our franchise fee and uh to you know to uh do different things that just don't align with the types of people we're trying to attract it's and so the the why you why now comes back to the simplest be a good human kind of factor um you know and somebody that's excited to get into the community. Um, and honestly, I don't, I, I don't want to turn away people that have this, um, cause we will sell a franchise that is a uh, more absentee, uh, where you can hire a driver and a dispatcher and, and still do quite well. But those that want to kind of come into the discovery day and they're like, I loved being in the truck. I can't wait to go meet the contractors and get out and sell and hit the, the streets and, you know, owner operate in the, it, it that's kind of the raw passion that seems to be um, the best prospect right now. Uh, And certainly we have some units that are um, hiring drivers and have amazing business chops. And so they'll be, they'll be fantastic. But um, you know, that, that person that comes to the discovery day, gets in the truck, meets the team um, and says, like you said i never thought i'd be falling in love with dumpster rental but like this is awesome and man how to uh, like i you know and you can see it on their face when they're great they're, I, I picked the bin up i dropped it down i was at the transfer station and we're talking about garbage here but they, they're they just coming with a certain energy that um i well i don't think you can have if you want to be successful in business if you don't have a passion for it and you're just writing checks to say well it's a franchise system and i can um you know if i if i write enough checks i can own enough uh burger kings i don't know i don't mean to pick on burger king but uh yeah so it's it's just you know someone that's been a little newer into i've always wanted to start my own business um or i've had some businesses and they were small businesses they just feel like the heart of america type of people that were excited to be around um and so that's probably why we turned away that million dollar state it just it didn't feel as genuine, so the you know the support level is there. the The brand uh, is is awesome. The model is simple. The employee count is low. Um, it's a heavier on a- asset acquisition side. The trucks and the bins can, you know, you know at that strategic times you've got to buy your next set of bins. And and we love hold, we call it a utilization rate. Are you turning your bins enough each month? Are you uh, you know cash flowing properly to really start to consider that next investment? And we go through all of that with them at the critical moments in their business. And, um, but you know, coming into this, we're, we're excited to work with that small business owner or someone that came from corporate America. That's like looking to get out and get into their business for the first time. Um, and if you lined up all of our franchisees, they look very different, but they all feel the same, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. I love it. All right. So my, my final statement, and then I'm going to give you my, my million dollar marketing idea for you Uh, because, because I have, I have another one. All right. So the final statement is this, what, what I just heard there is broker community comes and says, raise your franchise fees. Now, the reason they say that is because they want you to pay them higher commissions. And so that those funds don't go towards onboarding the franchisee and making them successful. And what I love that I just heard. And again, I think it fits into where you're, you're at culturally right now, is that we got to protect our franchisees and make them successful. And you talked about the small business operator in there; they don't need more capital to pay a commission to a franchise broker that did little to nothing to exchange in exchange for that connection. They need those funds to be able to market and grow in their in their local community. And I I, I applaud you by saying. Even though it seems attractive to just turn on the faucet, we're going to make sure that we're we're staying true to what our culture is. So I, I think that's it's another fantastic reason. If, if you're looking at getting into a franchise and you don't know where to start, listening to what you just said, Brian, I think is deeply valuable.
1: If we want to throw it into the cliche, corny, word, whatever word is proper here, it's the Jerry Maguire mindset of starting small, taking care of your your. People that invested in we we, one thing we take very seriously is we're super transparent about this idea that we're a newer franchisor. We've got all sorts of business chops. We we know what we're doing, but you're investing in a young brand, and there's a bit of a journey there, and there's always a risk with mature brand or young brand. And um, we kind of take each one of those early investors as truly a partner and want to see nothing but success. So if we pause everything else to put our blood, sweat and tears into their success right now we don't see any other way and they're all doing fantastic. So we're just, you know, we're, we're, we're not pausing because they're not doing well. we're pausing because we want to ensure that they blow the roof off. So So, then we think franchise sales will take care of themselves. If your first 25 units are, are thrilled to be with you.
0: uh, Absolutely. The, the right, right approach. Uh, Here's, here's the marketing idea. Uh, Let your franchisees, name each of their bins, give them names so that they can say busters out on the street because humans love naming their cars and a business owner likes calling it their baby. And if you allow them to brand and name them is as simple as it is, that you can look on a QR code and read the story of that dumpster that actually has a, a ba- brand behind it. I think that would be cool, that would be different, and it would show personality that is that fits the dudes. So that's that's my
1: man. I, well, that's the million dollar I, idea. In two seconds, you got my my um my brain spinning on. Have you ever, I know, this is probably outlandish, but have you ever seen gotten a dollar bill where it says, you know, track with a history of yeah. where this yeah, dollar yeah. in maybe not exactly uh, track the history of where this bin has been or this here's the personality of this bin or you know in a handful of uh people may consumers especially because we're 50 50 it's he- heavy um on the b2b side and then it's heavy but most of our bins land in somebody's driveway totally. so uh, well even
0: those in a in a construction site the reality is there's people there that are working hard on that construction site to give them a little bit of a laugh. That says, yes, you know, exactly. Bob, Bob the dumpster is here today.
1: <laughs> yeah, so scan my QR code to, to hear my story, and you're like, there great the dumpster has a personality? <laughs> Amazing! It's great. Um, well, Brian, okay. I'm loving
0: Yeah, I've enjoyed this conversation. Um, for anybody that's paying attention, you can go see DumpsterDudes.com and find more information. But Brian, I, I really appreciate this. Look forward to hearing where your guy's story goes. And again, it seems like you're you're checking the boxes of trying to do it the right way and Those that tend to do the right things the fundamentals are the ones those are the success stories that we hear of great exits down the line and i appreciate you sharing your story with us it
1: was a pleasure nick thanks for having us and look forward to staying in touch with you sounds good
0: see you guys